Hello everyone and welcome to Healthy State of Mind, the series that's dedicated to educating you on wellness. I am Dr. Tracy Murray and I'll be helping out with the series. I also have Caitlin Heckel here helping me out as well. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Dr. Murray. Guess what we're talking about today? What? Sleep. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for this one. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about sleep today, why we don't get enough sleep and what to do about getting enough sleep. How, how often, how many hours a night do you get asleep, Caitlin? On a good night, I'd say seven to eight hours. Okay. On a not so good night, like last night, uh -huh. maybe five to six. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The average person 18 to about 64 should be getting about seven to nine hours a night. I know. I get okay. nine. I get nine. You get nine? I get nine a night. Really? Yes. Wow. Nine per night, right? Okay. So we are chronically sleep deprived as a society. Mm -hmm. You ever sat on a plane? Mm -hmm. You get cozy? Mm -hmm. What happens? You're falling right out, out, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we'll be talking about different things. What do you think influences you when you have trouble sleeping? Oh my gosh. Um, well, definitely screen time. Yeah. I'm on my phone way too much phone. throughout mm -hmm. the day, but also at night. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like sometimes throughout the day, I don't have enough time for myself. So at night I'm playing catch up. So yeah. I'm like on all of the social media, right. even checking emails still. And then before I know it, it's midnight. Right. And I don't feel tired, like right. wide awake still. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a and a couple of things go into good sleep. We think about the amount of sleep, so the quantity, mm -hmm. right? But that's not the only thing that's important. It's the quality of sleep. Because you can say, man, I thought I got seven hours last night. And then you're still tired and drug out. That happens to me. A lot. It does. It does. It happens yeah. to me. Like a couple nights ago, actually, I think I fell asleep around 930. Mm -hmm. And I woke up 630. That's a good night's rest. Timing. But I had like three cups of coffee. I was still dragging. I was right. a little irritable throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I wasn't as productive. Right. So the way you flow through sleep cycles should be according to a usual sleep cycle. But some of the things we do throughout the day, different areas kind of impact the quality of sleep and how we reach each of those stages of sleep, particularly REM. Okay. So one of the first things is those environmental things. What do you think in your environment can influence your sleep and I'll tell you if that's true or not. <laughs> okay. Probably one my caffeine consumption. Uh-huh. That has to play a factor. Uh-huh. Um I think two I have anxiety, so I think maybe my anxiety as well. Okay. Um which is always with me. Right. Um maybe even room temperature. Right. I know that I kind of run warm, so like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and like kick the covers off, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um what else? What else would All right, people. We talk about different areas you tapped on a lot. So there's the biological, mm -hmm. there's the environmental, the behavioral. So that's things that you do and the cognitive. That's what you're talking about, the anxiety. So we'll gotcha. kind of go through each one. Okay. Biological that you talked about was that caffeine. So things that you're putting into your body that can influence how you achieve sleep and how your rhythm is impacted. That circadian rhythm, everybody's kind of heard of that, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that flows all throughout the day can be driven by metabolism mm -hmm. so if you're putting things into your body that influence that rhythm it can impact sleep and just how you flow throughout the day okay. right and what you do so alcohol oh i know everyone i know alcohol is one of them caffeine is another one of them cigarettes can be it because the nicotine and cigarettes can have a little bit of an impact on alertness Interesting. so we basically say 
Less is best, mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you're going to have a cup of coffee or some kind of caffeinated drink, let it keep a distance between the time, about four hours. Okay, right? from when you want to fall from asleep? when you want to fall asleep. I actually say you shouldn't have any after two, and so does a lot of sleep experts, um, after 2 p.m., mm -hmm. but if you got to get it, let it be before um, for at least four hours. And those hidden things in caffeine, mm -hmm. right, chocolate everyone right um. <laughs> what would you say would be an alternative because i sometimes like around 3 p.m i yeah. have a slump as i think right. a lot of people do right. what could be an alternative that won't that would give me kind of an energy boost and keep me going throughout the day that won't impact my sleep that slump will depend on a lot of things are you hydrated right no right <laughs> no i'm so, not right so kind of thinking back, okay, what's driving this slump? Because remember, we talked about the rhythm and the metabolism right. going all day. What did you eat? Right. What What did you consume? Mm -hmm. So one, you might be hydrate, dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And two, everyone has a natural slump. So I would say get a quick walk, do three to four jumping jacks, or just kind of stretch and make mm -hmm. sure you're hydrated and, and your water is good and the intake is there. Okay. 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 I'm going to try that today, right. actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the next thing is environmental. When we think about the environment, the sleeping environment, the things in your room that make your bedtime alert, mm -hmm. right? A clock. Do you have a clock? I actually don't have a clock. Good, good. Yes. Yeah, no yes. clocks. Mm -hmm. So if you're these things in the environment, like unusual noises, I don't mind a noise, like a continuous, constant noise, like the box fan. Yeah, or like, <laughs> or like the some ceiling sleep, fan. sleep sounds. Sleep sound, as mm -hmm. long as it's consistent. But mm -hmm. if there's like a barking dog, right. your neighbor is screaming all night, mm -hmm. those acute noises is what kind of upsets the ability to sleep. Right. Temperature in the room, body responds best when the temperature's low. If you have a bed partner, y'all going to have to negotiate. Talk to your bed partners, people. <laughs> Keep it cool. Yeah. Tell them grab a blanket. Yes. <laughs> Bundle up. Bundle up mm -hmm. with your socks on. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. right. So in the environment and then the light in the room, is there thinking about, is there a light shining in the room that's unusual? Do you have like something that kind of upsets the room environment? You know what? Actually, I do have um, kind of like a, a light in the corner of my room mm -hmm. that I keep on low. So I have like a dimmer switch, but I'll keep it on low mm -hmm. until I'm like, it's 10 p.m. I should probably try to go to sleep now. Right. But then once I turn that off, there's a light that comes under my bedroom door that I keep on in my kitchen mm -hmm. that has been distracting me, but I just won't get up and turn it off. <laughs> I'm just like, because well, we're going to settle in. Yep. Right? I'm like, so, I will overcome this. Yes. So there's a couple of things. Do some trial and error mm -hmm. and see what works for you. So turn it off. Mm -hmm. And if it helps, cool. And if it doesn't, you can keep your light on. I'm talking about more of that fluorescent light and, and things um, in your actual bedroom environment. So do trial and error with that. And also who's and what's sleeping in your bed? Like My 20 pound dog right right who needs to be right up against me all of the time so right. i truly sleep on a sliver right. of my bed and right. she has the rest so we typically say not to have anyone in the bed but you and your bed partner to disrupt the sleeping environment right okay. so if you have a dog that's kind of flipping and flopping mm -hmm. or a baby human human child those tiny humans can kick you in the back right? yeah so all of those disrupt the sleeping environment that we don't think about Right. Okay. And especially if you're a mom, 
and your child is in the bed, you won't ever flow through all of those sleep stages just because you're attuned, you're on to what the child needs, mm-hmm. right? So we're kind of keeping that, even if they're in the room in a bassinet mm-hmm. or in a room on a pallet mm-hmm. on the floor, mm-hmm. that's better than the being in the actual bedroom environment. We're looking for progress, not perfection. I get it. You know, you got to have your kid there, especially if they're a tough sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know what's going to happen, that okay. your sleep might not be as fulfilled and the quality might not be as great as it could be okay can i ask you a question about like blackout curtains Mm -hmm. okay so are we supposed to like our natural rhythm does Mm -hmm. that have us waking up with the sun Mm -hmm. um and especially with like the time change that we just experienced it's getting darker earlier Mm -hmm. it's the sun is rising earlier should we be waking up with the sun and having that natural light come in if we have a bedroom window or our blackout curtains a proponent of healthy sleep? I think blackout curtains are a proponent of healthy sleep depending on what it does for you, right? If you are one where there is a bright neighbor light that's shining right in your face at night, blackout curtains. Mm -hmm. If you can attain quality sleep with the natural sheer curtains and it's not bothersome to you and you wake up according to that, Mm -hmm. then cool. It would also depend on what type of sleeper you are when you need sleep. Some people are late risers. um, Some people are early risers. Mm -hmm. So you should flow with your natural rhythm. So if you're one to sleep from, and some people work overnight, if you're one to sleep from midnight to eight, then you may need the blackout curtains Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be waking up or preparing yourself to wake up at six when, six when your body's not ready to do so. Right. So in that way, it's not a hard and fast yes or no. It would just depend on you, what your needs are, mm-hmm. and what the environment looks like. So it seems like a lot of what finding, like what works for you with your sleep, it's an yeah. individual experience, it, which it I think be. is really yeah. nice. Yeah. For me, sometimes I can feel kind of stressed about mm-hmm. that because I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it right. Right. Um, if I tend to stay up a little bit later or if I want to wake up a little bit earlier. I'm, right. I am an early riser. I like right. to kind of get up around right. 6, 6.30 in the right. morning. But then at night, if I'm not asleep by like 10 p.m., I start to stress and then right. that keeps me up Think about longer. it. If you, it's the, the quality and the quantity of sleep, right? Some people work at night, so they right. have to get sleep in the daytime. As long as it's consolidated seven to nine hours given the age, that's fine with me, mm-hmm. right? And if you are a late sleeper, 12 to 8, full night sleep, mm-hmm. right? If, if it's consolidated and uninterrupted. For you, I think worrying about when to sleep and having those consistent thoughts, what we'll talk about in the cognit- cognitive section, mm-hmm. is what is kind of keeping you from that good sleep. But flowing with your natural rhythm is the best way to go. Now, your natural rhythm has to be a healthy one. Yes. <laughs> so we want it more to be a healthy rhythm, but in flowing with that. Some people just naturally fall asleep at nine. <laughs> wow i'm so at impressed nine. that's amazing but it's not it's my rhythm right if you fall asleep naturally 11 or 12 that's okay mm-hmm. too you can switch rhythms yeah you can you... kind of like train yourself yeah you can sleep train yourself yeah almost. but as long as it's not completely going against what your body naturally calls for right right i like that i like that and when you like have to respecting... take care of responsibilities right too. right <laughs> so the next section we'll talk about is the behavioral what i like to think about this is what you're doing with sleep. How are you preparing for sleep? Mm -hmm. What you're doing throughout the day to help you with sleep. So remember, it's all a rhythm all day. So essentially, we have to expend enough energy in the day 
to need sleep, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people that I work with who are retired just don't get much movement in a day sometimes, not all the time, but they're not working at a consistent pace and on a consistent schedule that they used to work considering they're retired. Mm -hmm. So they're not expending as much energy. So I often tell them, well, we got to get you with some activities because your gas tank of needing sleep is just full. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're napping in the day, it's filling up. When we think about a gas tank and think about sleep, think of empty and full, right? When you wake up in the morning, after having good sleep, your gas tank is full. As you go throughout the day, it empties out. It You're using energy. So at night, you need sleep. If you're not getting in activities that require energy expenditure, it's staying full. So we want to make sure you're having activities. That includes exercise, things you like to do, just interactions with others, just kind of keeping you going, mm-hmm. right? So that you need sleep at night. Okay. Right. That's interesting. Right. Are you getting some good movement in? I am. Mm -hmm. So I'm a runner, so I run several mornings a week. Right. Um, And I actually do notice on days that I run, I sleep better. Yes. As opposed to days that I wake up and I'll go straight into work or something, open my laptop immediately. And I'm expending a lot of mental energy, but I do feel restless physically. Right. Because your your body has to put that energy from that gas tank being full somewhere right and you just won't be ready for sleep right right? and if you doze off and take a nap you fill the tank back up Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. another part of that behavioral dynamic is what we're doing right before sleep for the working individual for people with kids people with family a lot going on there's a time that we would need to create between the events of the day and the time you're going to sleep it's chemically related, cognitively related, and also related to how you're transitioning. If you're on throughout the day, the chemicals that keep you awake, that keep you alert are pumping. I can't expect you to be able to fall asleep well with those things still going. So we essentially have to create a buffer zone in between the day and the time you're intending to get right in the bed, right? Okay. What are you doing about 45 minutes before you go to sleep? Um, Uh-oh. lately scrolling on my phone. Okay, I know it's, okay. it's terrible. It's okay. It's okay. It's a and every that's night, that's why we're having this series, people. Every night, I tell myself, I'm like, okay, Caitlin, today you're right. going to read a book. Okay, you're going to open up a book and you're going to read from it. Is that a realistic goal? No. Okay. <laughs> it never happens. I can't even tell you the last time I opened up a, a physical right. book. Right. Um, because I'm like, let's see what's on Instagram or Twitter Uh-oh. or TikTok lately because right. the algorithm knows me and everything, I love it. Right. And so I keep going, keep going. <laughs> but I'm trying, you know, right. I'm trying to like at the end of the work day, mm-hmm. I'll take my dog on a really nice long right. walk. And mm-hmm. that kind of is a segue into the evening hours for me and my nighttime routine. I'll cook dinner, I'll Mm -hmm. play with my dog, I'll take a bath, or I've been lighting a candle recently, which like the scent kind of helps Helps to to relax. relax. Yeah, and just kind of prepare for bedtime, but it's right before bed, I just can't fall asleep. All those things sound great. Mm -hmm. So let's maximize them by replacing them into a different area. When I say create a buffer zone, everything in that 45 minutes, Till you hit head hit the pillow intending to go to sleep should be filled with things that are relaxing for you, right? Not things that 
prompt alertness, things that prompt relaxation to prepare you for sleep. The thing about the screen time is that light, that blue light, right? Not just the engagement in the content, but the actual blue light interrupts the chemicals that need to be released to make you feel sleepy. Yeah. Right. So put that before your buffer zone. You can still do it. We don't want to take everything away from you, but put it before the buffer zone. That's all. Okay. Just replace it. Right. Everything in that time should be conducive to sleep. I would put your shower in there mm -hmm. because the way your temperature works, it helps your body to forcibly cool down from the heat, cool body temperature, good sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're putting that in that time as well. Everything conducive to sleep, not anything that alerts. So if you're like checking the doors, making sure things are tidied up, that should be outside of that time. So everything in that 45 minutes, if that's meditating, if that's prayer, if that's lotioning your body, which is very good for the release of relaxing chemicals, yes. your nighttime ritual should be in that time. Okay. okay. And the buffer is, how long is the buffer? Some it, That's debatable. Okay. It just depends on how awake <laughs> you are. Last right? night I was like, right. I could go, I right. could just keep going. Right. So yeah. some people can do 15 minutes and be okay. Some people need a whole 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just depends on what you're doing. And you ever notice that if you're doing something very active before sleep, you need a longer time. Mm -hmm. So if you're out and about, if you have kids that are troublesome to put down to sleep, blah, 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 mm -hmm. all that, mm -hmm. um, we love the kids. Just put that buffer zone because it, it, it makes us on when right. you're a mom, when you're a dad, when you're a parent, when you're a fur baby mom, mm -hmm. um, you're on with that person because you're trying to attend to that. If you're a caregiver, you're trying to attend to that person. So all of the chemicals are making you alert. So you just have to take maybe extra time. I, I like to recommend about 45 minutes, but we go realistically depending on your lifestyle and what's available to you. The more the, more the better. But, mm -hmm. you know, you can start with 30, 45. Some people can do 15 and be fine. Okay. okay. You mentioned... Um you mentioned like lotion and I mm -hmm. mentioned candles. Mm -hmm. Are there any specific scents that can kind of relax you? I know that like mm -hmm. lavender for me is pretty calming. Mm -hmm. So I, I keep lavender lotion on my nightstand right. and I'll use that. Whatever works for you. Okay. Right. Just kind of, and that's why it's your buffer zone. That's what's mm -hmm. good about it, mm -hmm. right? It's the things you find relaxing, the things that calm you down. Now, Remember, I didn't say necessarily enjoyable things, right? Because yeah. you can enjoy watching NCIS, right? <laughs> but that might not be good right, for Right sleep before time. you go to bed, no. <laughs> so things that you enjoy but that are relaxing mm -hmm. and oftentimes boring too. So nothing that's going to get you too engaged. Okay. So I often tell people if when you're attempting to go to sleep and you take about you should take about 20 minutes or so to fall, fall asleep if you're having trouble falling asleep. Wake up, get out of the bed, do what we call a sleep reset. What that means is if you're asleep and you're tossing and turning restless, that's just going to impact your ability to fall asleep that much greater. So you get up and do something boring or re-engage in those relaxing exercises. Oh. I am not fond of mechanics, so I keep a mechanics magazine next to the bed. Oh my gosh, And if really? I can't sleep and I'm, and I'm out. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> right. That is so funny because right. I'll stay in bed tossing and turning. You get right up, get out of the bed because okay. you're making an association. That's what we'll talk about in the cognitive section mm -hmm. as well. Well, you're making an association that your bed is one of restlessness. 
Wow. Right? So we need to break that association. Right. So 20 minutes, you're up out of the bed and doing something boring. That does not include screen time. Nothing that will get you get those alert chemicals mm-hmm. rolling back. If you do light stretching, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Flipping through a boring magazine, you might want to pick up that meditation one more time mm-hmm. or something that is relaxing and boring to you. Okay. 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 That's good to know. But if you like mechanics magazines, don't read them. I don't. Okay. So maybe I'll get a mechanics magazine as well. Cause yeah, I don't just, think, I'm telling yeah, you. knock, knock me right, right out. <laughs> I, had, I had one other person that enjoyed that. So I say, well, get a cosmopolitan magazine yeah. and just flip through, fall right, right. Out, right. And you do that until you can get to bed. Okay. Cause staying in bed, you'll look up three hours would have passed. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. we have to break that and do a sleep reset. A couple of other things that we want to talk about, too, is that cognitive portion. We'll roll right into that. Right. All right. What your mind is doing while you're trying to sleep. People, everyone out there has this mind that they set up to have everything that they've done need to do and didn't do rolling right at the time of sleep. Is that happening for you, Caitlin? Uh, every night. <laughs> yeah, every so single it's, night. It's the list making. It's mm-hmm. the, oh man, I need to do this. Oh man, I need to do that. And it just happens right at sleep because you are that's the opportunity that you have. Mm-hmm. I say still do it, but don't do it at sleep. Mm-hmm. Save time for it. Right before that buffer zone, you sit down and you make a list. Mm-hmm. And you do this you get all of that out of your head, maybe writing it down, because if not, it's going to swirl in here. Right. Writing it down. Think of all the things you have to do. Do that list making. Then enter your buffer zone of relaxation bubbles. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that way you would have already done it. OK. That's mm-hmm. one strategy. Okay. If your cognitive worries or things that are in your head are actual streams of thought, like sentences, you need some sort of interference. Right. Okay, so, what is interference? So in interfering with the thoughts. So okay. some people, when they say, oh, my man, my, my mind is on, I'll listen to sound waves or soundscapes, the ocean in the water. Mm-hmm. For some people, that works. But if those cognitions are words and the words are strong, you need words to interfere with that. Right. Wow. It's almost like when you're listening to a song and you're like, man, I can't think of the word or the name of that other song that sounds just like this is interference. Your brain can't necessarily process in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do we do that? I don't know. <laughs> so because we're we're limited in screen time, but we have to hear something. So the same place you're hearing those soundscapes, you can listen to meditation. Right? Okay. With words, somebody actually telling you to do things, and I'll teach you one today at the end of he, at the end of the series, mm-hmm. um, or an audio book, right? That you that you know well, not one that you don't, okay. but one that you know well. You know those, yes. That you've read you know them a few times. Mm-hmm. You know what's coming. You just need some sort of interference. You put that on your phone, turn the screen over. You're not listening to it. Some people naturally need sound. I had a trick that I talked with. Um, uh, uh, one of my patients about it's like well I need the TV not for the light but for the sound I said cut up a blackout curtain and put it over the screen yes okay yes so that way you can still play whatever episode it has to be a well-known movie or something that you're used to mm-hmm. and you don't have the screen they're needing that sound interference because their thoughts 
a really quick, we call that rumination, where it's kind of like a ta 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 broken record going mm-hmm. over. You need something to interfere and break that up. Yes. Sleep resets can help with that. Okay. And also sound um, thought interference can help with that as well. Interesting. Right? I'm going to try that. Right. I Just turn a, the screen over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going I'm going to give that a go because right. at night is when my brain, it feels like it like unlocks. And right. it's like, okay, here's everything Everything's, else. Here's I like the list. Right. right I know. Mm-hmm. I like the list making before yeah. the buffer zone. Mm-hmm. I'll start doing that. Um, I love making lists anyway, so I'm excited. Yeah. Just <laughs> save time for that. If you yeah. know you're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean about being realistic with where you are and what you're able to do. Mm -hmm. If you know you're going to do it, let's not kid ourselves. Right. Know thyself. Okay. And replace it in the beginning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just kind of in that day, storing that time. Mm -hmm. So where you have this time, you're not worrying about it because you've already done it. Right. Right. And if it still comes up, now you have strategies to kind of compound that thank you for saying that by the Mm -hmm. way thank you for saying like know yourself and and kind of play to your strengths there because i notice like sometimes there's information that it's like black or white like do this or don't do this to yield Mm -hmm. the result you want but we're all complex beings and have different needs so i appreciate you saying that yeah of course Mm -hmm. in different environments and and i think that's where we fall short whenever we're trying to make changes they're not necessarily lofty they don't fit when we try to fit ourselves in this box of needing to do things, it's not necessarily a failure or success. It's a lack of fit. Right. So let's change the box. Yeah. Black box might not fit with you. I need a rainbow one, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that fits for you. Or I don't need a box at all. I need a triangle, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. So working with what fits with you, that's why it's so important to have these discussions and talk about these things so we know we can get all the strategies and skills out there and you fill up your basket with the nuggets that you need Mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. so are you ready for what it's time for a mindful moment yes i'm ready (laughs) everyone during this series a mindful moment means that we'll be talking about a skill or a strategy that may help you not only with sleep but with anxiety with depression and with any other things that you might be dealing with, just to have a moment for yourself that helps with your well-being. So the idea and the concept behind mindfulness meditation um, in pop culture, mm-hmm. uh, we, we're hearing a lot about mindfulness meditation, but actually how to do it, it it's being non-judgmental of what's happening for you and aware of the present moment. So you're in the present, but you're not judging what's there. Right. I like that. So the one mm-hmm. thing, girl, I'm mm-hmm. glad we'll have yeah. a good time then. Yeah. That good. <laughs> so the thing that we have here is that what's always present with us? Breathing. Right. I hope <laughs> <laughs> you're always breathing. Yeah. So what did you stop and check? To yeah. See? <laughs> yes, right. we're here. Mm-hmm. So there the breath and the breathing is always with us. So we can always tap into it. It's not anything necessarily to judge your breathing, mm-hmm. right? So what we want to do in a mindful moment, we just prepare ourselves for meditation, uncrossing your legs and just getting, let that blood flow all the way through and just kind of getting into a relaxing space. And all you have to do is listen to what I'm saying. The idea here is that your mind will wander elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what it's meant to do. Let it do it and just come on back to the words. And come on back to the breath and the breathing and what I'm saying. Okay. Don't judge it. Okay. Wherever it's going, if you're saying, oh, I'm thinking about something. Okay. And then just come on back. Non-judgmental. We judge ourselves too much in the daytime. Let's give us grace. Okay. So join along people. Just kind of getting to a relaxing space. You can do this lying down, sitting up. It's only going to be a few minutes. 
So what you're going to do is just, if you're comfortable, close your eyes. If you're not comfortable closing your eyes, just gaze at the floor. So it will be just kind of exhaling any other breath, breathing normally. And I want you in your mind, this is a silent meditation, but in your mind to focus on the breathing as you inhale and the breathing as you exhale. Kind of noticing, really searching, where in your body you can feel the breathing the most. That is the sensations of breath. It may be your nose, your mouth, your throat, your chest, or your belly. Just kind of latching on to this place and noting that this place is your breathing anchor. What that means is whenever you're caught up in the chaos of the day, struggling to sleep at night, you go to this breathing anchor and simply notice what's there. In your mind, using descriptive words to describe what that feels like. Is it cool? Warm? Are there sensations there that you can pick up on? Maybe there's a fullness. When you inhale, you can feel the fullness in your body. And when you exhale, you can feel release. And in the next few moments, just spending a few quiet moments, just breathing, labeling, non-judging, and again, if your mind wanders away, that's cool. Just come on back to the breathing and the breathing anchor. It's always there. And in the next moment, I want you to imagine you're on a roller coaster ride of your breathing. You're strapped into the flow of breathing. Jumping on to the inhale. And following the breathing as you roll through your body. When you inhale through your nose, riding down through your throat and your chest into your torso. And settling there and riding the breath back out again. And again. If you've wandered off, bringing it back to the breath. And just sitting for a few moments here, just breathing. And in the next few moments, just go ahead and thank yourself silently for engaging in this practice, for spending time for your own wellness, and open your eyes. Okay, Caitlin. Wow. <laughs> I feel calm. I know, right? Mm -hmm. The breathing can do so much for you. Yes. Right? Yes, it can. Right. I liked the roller coaster bit. You like the roller coaster, mm -hmm. right? You just strap on and ride yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in processing that, just kind of make note 
But if your mind wanders, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That breathing anchor is always there for you. So in times of chaos, even if you only have a second, just go to that breathing anchor, describe it, calms everything down. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for Healthy State of Mind. Again, my name is Dr. Tracy Murray. I'm a clinical psychologist with Auctioner Medical Center. Remember that this series is for educational purposes only. It does not serve as a therapeutic relationship. However, we will have resources at the end of the episode and at the end of the series if you're so interested in meeting with someone like me. Thank you so much and you guys have a great day.